and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we would homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hello, this episode is all about what to do with a bad day in your homeschool, or really just a bad day with kids at home in general, either tiny littles who aren't school-aged yet or during a rough parenting day overall, one of those days when everything is going wrong or irritating you, everyone's in a bad mood, you know the days. So I want to start by saying that bad days are totally normal, and I'm reminding myself this as much as you. They don't also necessarily mean that anything is wrong. If you homeschool, you will for sure have some rough days and just resist that urge to have it mean that your decision to homeschool or all your curriculum choices and well thought out plans are wrong. Um, No matter what kind of school situation your kids are in, there will be bad days. No matter what kind of parent you are or teacher you are, there will be bad days and it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means you're a human parenting and educating other humans baby humans at that whose brains are not fully developed yet. And as mature as they may seem, they're still not capable of regulating themselves. And I think we sometimes forget that, that they can't make good choices in the same way adults can. So I have to remind myself of this constantly, and I am compiling this list of strategies as much for myself as for you all. So here are a few suggestions to turn the inevitable bad day around when it does happen. And they're broken up into four categories because I think there's four things you can do broadly to turn a bad day around in parenting. Add something, subtract something, move something, or ignore something (laughs) or someone. Um, Okay, so let's break it down. Adding something. Sometimes when the day is going wrong, you just might need to add something small and tangible. Just add water. I've joked about this before. Um, Get in the pool give them a bath, add a literal drink of water for you or them. Um, Sometimes you might need to just add fresh air or a snack or treat to go along with their copy work, for example. Um, Add a game to practice the same skill instead of, you know, the math page. Add a candle or a video or an art project or something that just takes off the pressure and adds a little bit of magic, a little bit of whimsy, something fun. Sometimes you need to add an incentive. So this could look like iPad time when all the schoolwork is done. It could look like, okay, 20 minutes of math and then we're going to play a game. It could look like all kinds of things. It could be weekly, daily, but maybe your kids are the kind of kids that need a little bit of a, a carrot dangled and that's okay. Sometimes you need to add a routine or a rule around a pain point in your day. So for example, I realized we needed a lunch routine, even though we homeschool and we have the flexibility to make lunch however we want, but I noticed it was taking up a lot of time in the day. It was a bickering pain point for my girls who are fully capable at eight and 10 of making their own lunch, but with both of them in the kitchen at the same time, asking lots of questions at a point in the day where I need a break, they're asking me what they can have. So 
I simplified and I made a lunch menu. I actually started this this summer because lunch was already driving me crazy where they get to pick an entree, two fruits and veggies and a snack item. And I put the choices right on there and it's hanging in our pantry. And then I have really just discovered this school year that we still need to be packing our lunches the night before whenever possible so they can just grab them and feed themselves in the middle of the day when we all need a break. You might need to add your presence or add some extra support. Um, There could be something that your kiddo is having a really tough time with and feeling frustrated that just you sitting next to them and being there, even if you're not, there's times I'm like, hey, I'm going to work on this planning or I'm going to work on this on my computer and you go ahead and work on your math and I'll be right here if you need me. And most of the time they don't even need me, but adding my presence and that little bit of um, support and safety net really goes a long way. Okay, sometimes you need to add something, but sometimes you need to subtract something from your day or get rid of something that's causing an issue. So this could just look like taking a break, right? Subtracting out the go, go, go and the work for a minute and literally just taking a break. I will regularly send my kids outside for 15 minutes and say, okay, your next assignment before we move on to math is to go play outside for 15 minutes. Come in at 1045. Um, you might just need to take a break and be like, we're going to, this is not working right now. We're going to come back to this later on in the day. And don't be afraid to do that because you homeschool and it's okay if you don't stick to your rigid schedule and you need to come back at, you know, three o'clock to some math because it just wasn't happening for whatever reason at the moment. It's okay to take out a subject for the day on a particularly rough day. If it's like, hey, we got our language arts and math done and that's it for today because I cannot with these children, (laughs) that's fine. Or just maybe an activity that's not working. Maybe you need to skip a few problems. If your kids are getting the concept, say, okay, do these three and then you can skip the next three. You don't always have to do every single exercise or problem in a, you know, in book work to make it count. Um, Don't be afraid to ditch a whole lesson that just is not, you're not excited to teach it. It's not going to be where they're at. Um, or even a whole curriculum that's just not working for you or a book that you're reading that nobody seems to like and it feels like a slog to get through. The other part of subtracting that though is to see what else you can take off your plate that's not school related. So sometimes I feel like we feel overwhelmed with school, but it's because we're trying to do too much or this other commitment has us distracted. So see what else you might be able to remove from your already busy schedule and commitments and make school a little easier. You might need to just also take away something altogether that is a constant battle or distraction. My girls could not handle this little hovercraft toy that they had, um, like constant, constant battle over it. And so we just took it away because it wasn't worth it. And it added like a lot of stress to our day. It could be that the thing you need to subtract is yourself and all of the words that you're saying and all of the demands. And what I mean by this is, Sometimes you need to remove yourself from the equation on a bad day and just give them some independent work and autonomy and maybe a little checklist and go downstairs. Like they just may need a break from you telling them what to do. And I, this is, this is preaching directly to myself because I have a very hard time with this one. And I realize that anytime I can get outside of myself and see that that's what's needed, the whole day turns around. Okay. A third way you can turn around a bad day is to move something. So this could look 
like many things. The first one, super obvious, move your bodies, go out for a bike ride together. You set your kids up with independent work. Maybe it's you that needs to move your body and improve your mood and get those good, you know, serotonin and all that, that going for yourself. Like maybe you need to set them up with something independent and go do a half hour workout in the garage. Um, maybe you all need to just like go for a walk. So moving your bodies really changes like your mindset. It changes your attitude. So sometimes that's what needs to move. Sometimes you need to move things around to rearrange a space just for a fresh start. Number one, and like a new, like there's a good feeling in a rearranged space sometimes, or something that just is not in a great space and it's making, again, causing like a pain point, right? You might need to move something to a different time of day. If your kids are not morning kids and you're trying to do all of your, you know, most intense subjects in the morning, maybe switch that around a little bit, maybe ease into the school day. You might need to move your location in the house. Get out of the schoolroom and go work around the kitchen table. Go work in the backyard on a picnic blanket. Um, Or separating kids. Maybe one needs to work upstairs and one needs to work downstairs because they're just at each other's throats for the day. You can also need to move yourselves out of the house. Um, This is the thing about homeschooling is a lot of it happens inside your house. And then on top of it, those who joined homeschool because of COVID got really used to being home and things were even closed to go do. But sometimes, you know, learning for the day needs to be a museum or needs to be the zoo or you need to get to a nature center. So just drop everything and get out of the house sometimes. That makes a big difference. Okay, you want to know my hardest one? Here it is. (laughs) From a mom who picks all the battles from a very 80 Enneagram eight. Um, I don't mind confrontation. And in fact, I often find it's my duty to call out what is wrong with every situation, but I am learning, especially in parenting to that. Sometimes what I need to do is ignore something. This is really hard, but I have had to decide what my deal breakers really are and remind myself multiple times a day and what the top priorities are, and then just ignore the rest. You don't have to enter every argument you're invited to. You ever heard that saying before? Ignore the occasional eye roll, the occasional dragging feet, etc. Especially when, if you really pay attention, that eye roll and that attitude may be driving you nuts, but they're actually doing it anyway. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're just expressing that they don't particularly like it, and that's fine. They don't have to like it. Now, I do think that that can cross a line into disrespect, and that's always a deal breaker for me. So I try to um, point that out to my girls and make sure to call it when I see it and um, let them know when it has crossed a line. But I I don't need to always interpret disappointment as disrespect or boredom as disrespect. It's okay to let them have their feelings and just ignore some of the nonsense, some of the baiting you into an argument because they would rather do that than their work. It's okay to ignore it. I also find that I need to ignore other things that are distracting me and making me irritable with my kids for like, quote unquote, interrupting, but they're not actually interrupting. It's what we're supposed to be doing right now is school. So like other work things, pot things for this podcast, social media, I try to keep my phone charging in a different room and just have my, um, Apple watch on so I can see if an important text or call comes in, but 
if I have my phone there and I'm just checking the time, but then I get sucked into social media and then one of my kids has a question, I automatically feel agitated and interrupted, even though that was the top priority that, you know, working on schoolwork with them was the top priority, but I thought I could squeeze this in and now I can't and now dang it. So I think sometimes just getting, getting rid of the constant hamster wheel of things you need to do and just focusing on one thing at a time and being present and ignoring the rest is often the catalyst to turn a bad day around. Okay. So that's it. Sometimes you need to add something. Sometimes you might need to subtract something move something or ignore something to turn your bad day around. This is a short one, but that is it for this episode. I just wanted to give you those ideas. And really, like I said, I wanted to compile them in one place for me because we have had some rough days. I'm going to be honest. I feel like this second year has been rough in that some of the novelty has worn off. Um, I know exactly where they're at. And so I tend to be challenging them a little bit more now and not Maybe not sometimes as gentle as I should be with the approach. Um, There's just more resistance at the age. We're entering those tween years strong. So I need this reminder and like printing this list out and putting it in my planner probably as much as everybody else. But thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat over on Instagram. I would love to know your bad day strategies. I am at Lad Erica over there where you can find all kinds of videos um, on curriculum, quick tips, real talk over there. Sometimes I will be talking to you from my pantry where I'm hiding from my children, eating Halloween candy. Um, So it will not just be the pretty Pinterest curated homeschool over there. We have, I keep it real, I think. Um, And you can find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. I'd also love to hear from you. Send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.